you're listening to WDBM, The Basement, and we are in the studio tonight with a band from Detroit, If Walls Could Talk. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Tony, uh, and I'm the vocalist here. Uh, I'm Steven, and I play keys and saxophone. I'm Nick, I play guitar. I am Zach, and I play drums. I am Anthony, I play bass. Cool. So we'll ask you guys some questions in a bit, but for now, you can go right into your first song if you want. All right, here we go. Just trying to be 
Awesome, thank you. So we are in the studio with If Walls Could Talk, and you guys, your live show has a lot of theatrical elements to it, a lot of dancing, a lot oh, of movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what influences your just massive stage presence? All right, so a little background here. So I have uh, a history in dance and theater. So I, uh, in school, I would do ballroom dancing, uh, so I, I just want to be around the stage as much as possible. Like, small stages scare me. <laughs> but what ends up happening is I end up dancing on top of tables and stuff like that. That's literally happened before. Anyway, uh, and then theater as well. And, and some of us have been, uh, you know, like, in pit and theater, too. So we've kind of had that with us always. So, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. We always want to make it a performance as, as much as possible just so that it's engaging so we can emote ourselves as best as possible. For sure. Do you ever, like, in a moment of excitement, take it a little too far with stage <laughs> theatrics, do something a little more dangerous than you planned? Oh, yeah. Uh, personally, just a few weeks ago, uh, when we were in Toledo, I I was just really getting into it, and I wanted to do... So there's this one song that we do, Spectre of the Dead, and at the very end of it, I go into splits. Like, I jump, and then I go right into the splits. And, like, I just went super far down to so, like... I touched the ground. <laughs> and I remember right after that, I'm like, I didn't stretch at all before this. So I paid for it a little bit, but <laughs> at least that wasn't my first time doing it. Oh, the yeah. other thing that he does, he he runs around the venue a lot of times with, with that song, right? There's like a little interlude and he just runs through the crowd. And I'm pretty sure at that show specifically, you were going to knock somebody's drink over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were, yeah. You were running through the people and they were like, what's going on? Who are these <laughs> you know, guys? I'm sure you've knocked some people's drinks over. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were on stage in, in Philly once and uh, I needed to stand up for my saxophone solo. So I just stood on top of my piano bench, but I didn't realize the ceiling was uh, too short. So I smashed my head right into the ceiling. Yeah, I remember. But, you know, I still play the solo. So <laughs> everything for the show. Oh, possible spoilers, but are we going to hear this saxophone solo tonight? That might be correct. <laughs> Very cool. If you're good enough. And you guys also, I suppose no one who's listening can really see it, but you guys all have matching outfits on right now. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, guys wore the same thing. This is the same dress to prom, too. It was the weirdest thing. Just these very nice, dressy, maroon and white outfits. Is there a meaning behind that? What was the intention behind the uniform? Uh, well, the color specifically took a little bit of time to land on, uh, but eventually we kind of decided on it. Yep. Majority, <laughs> so I decided on it. What was the other colors you guys had talked about? Purple. <laughs> what Don't a, look at me. Well, that was me. I think we literally googled best color combinations, <laughs> and we found these probably on some random website, and we're like, yeah, that makes sense. Because the album uh, that we just released in June is called Because It's Love. And maroon has that like red color and it's very like love. It's very romantic. and But it's also darker, So there's which kind of hints at some of the songs on the album too. It's not just purely red or pink or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's got some, got some tone to it. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to go into your next song. All righty. Very good. Next song we're going to do uh, has some ukulele on it. So hope you enjoy. Here's Ladder. The first song was called Honest. And here is Ladder to the Moon. Baby's got my heart in flames and gets me when she calls my name. Uh-huh. With love and hope and anticipation, reads me like a constellation. Oh, 
So I noticed like you guys have a lot of different elements going on in your songs, a lot of different styles and a lot of fusions of songs, which is really cool. I also have a background in theater. Hey. Yeah. So I'm definitely <laughs> picking up on a little bit of like uh, Broadway elements from the keys over there. But then you got a little bit of that rock element. So how do yeah. you each kind of bring in like your own style 
and like what oh, music you love into writing songs. We we have such a diverse style, but it's so funny. Like as far as our inspirations go, like it's so funny because two of us will have like similar and then like two would be completely opposite, you know? But it's like this random yeah. wheel <laughs> that we're all connected yeah. somehow. <laughs> but why we dress so all different. Too, you know, just kind of helps to keep us together. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> so who's like one artist that you all would say is like an inspiration for you guys? Ooh. Green Day. I know, I know, what, th- I know what they're going to say, but it's that, not going to no. be for two oh. of us. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of 21 Pilots, 21 Pilots yeah. and a lot of Coldplay. Coldplay. Yeah. Imagine Dragons. That, we can all like yeah, that. Oh, oh, I got one. What? Uh, What's their name? Wow. <laughs> Shut really, up. really inspirational. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Panic. Sorry, I forgot now. As you can see. We have a very oh, jukebox. That's what we have. Oh, jukebox. jukebox the ghost. Yeah, jukebox the ghost. Really did like a lot for our, la- for our free or current album. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of the current album, so we talked a little bit about that before you played your last song, but you guys released an EP a couple years ago, and then this past summer you came out with your debut album because it's yeah. love. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you guys think your sound has changed, grown, kind of developed between those projects to where it is now? Man, when I listen to the album, I don't like listen to myself a lot, right? <laughs> but there's when you listen to the that. album, <laughs> when you listen to the album, there's like this like feeling that it's all together, you know? But when I listen to the album, the EP that was released two years ago, it's it's all like, like I, I'm really proud of all those songs, but like I feel like they're not like really connected. So I think in the past two years, we definitely understood where we are musically and we've kind of grown into that that sound. And yeah, these songs are completely different than one another, but like they just have this overall feeling, this because it's love feeling that I I don't know, it's hard to describe, but Yeah, I think I think the idea is because we have such a diverse taste of music, really with that first EP, it was a smattering of some of our favorite original songs that we've played and we've just put them together in a collection. And really this album we've really tried to focus into our sound and really fine-tune that overall sound together with this collect- these collection of songs that make up the album. A smattering. A smattering. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. You guys want to do another song? Yeah, yeah, we do. All right. This next song is called Open Heart. Prepare yourselves. I try to make it better than ever My work seems to never hold true to the feeling When friends are the meaning But that's not really who I am inside Sure I've tried, I'm just a soulless, mindless Living thing made of that matter Does it matter when you say it? Think I'm less of a mind Behind my eyes, it's not that I choose to not listen And no, I won't lose when I'm not given The opportunity to express what I'm living, feeling, breathing, hearing Fact check, it's up to you to hear the difference Or for you to fear for forgiveness I'm not a liar, I'm not lazy Although I feel like I'm crazy Please just listen and let it set you free from the prison, man. I hope that one day we can step away and see the truth that my eyes have seen. This is my open heart, put on a sleeve for you. These are my honest thoughts I never said to you. This is my open heart, put on a sleeve for you. These are my honest thoughts I never said to you. 
not your enemy, no And it won't pretend to be a soul It will build just me, hold on It's that'll build just me, no You can't search for truth when you post the facts You can preach the news when you live like that You can claim the name that resolves the pain But you can't complain when you play the game You know that's you tell me you much rather live in a world you made up for yourself And to give all your feelings, emotions, and time to rescind all these sources that there is about when you can just live And put hard feelings apart And just live And not make the game so hard you wanna know your purpose? Well, it don't lie in the future. For the future phase is quick as the past, no lone excluder. The real motivic motion that motivates every moment comes to fruition with itself when it realizes just one thing. You, don't you see? We're all holding on to a purpose when in reality, our sense of sanity, individuality, our object of desire is fire when you define yourself as lacking. A lonesome person slacking, a peaceless person pursuing a positive outcome only to fail, not seeking peace in themselves, not seeking beauty in word and art and sound, whatever makes them truly happy. Now don't you be that way, don't wait to waste away, you've got to be the change, the answer to this madness, the key to keep us all sane, you've got the knowledge in your heart, you got the chance to make it hard, now don't you rest till you depart and proudly say this is my open heart. This is my open heart, on a sleep for you, these are my honest thoughts, I never said to you, this is my open heart. Hold on a sleeve for you These are my own wishes I never said to you You're tuned into The Basement on WDBM. You just heard If Walls Could Talk perform a song live in the studio. You will hear them perform some more songs in a little. What I want to know, did you guys watch the Grammys last weekend? <laughs> yes. I saw the highlights. I, I didn't. Yeah, I saw the highlights. And I, I'm sad I missed it because one of my favorite artists got awarded uh, Best Alternative Music Album, something like that, uh, Vampire Weekend. You guys have any uh, <laughs> hot takes, controversial opinions Ooh. on the proceedings last weekend. No, I'm happy for Billie Eilish. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a little bit of controversy Ooh, about her, us. though. Um, <laughs> so people were saying that she wasn't, like, grateful enough for getting all the Grammys <sighs> she got. But, like, I, I kind of thought, like, she's, like, 18. Like, right. Think about how much pressure that yeah. is. Like, yeah, the whole world thinking. watching Yeah, like, you. I cannot imagine. <laughs> like, I think she won, like, five or something. something and yeah. she was something saying, like, like, I don't deserve this up against all these other artists. Right. And, like... I mean, if you're 18 and you're winning that much, like, mm -hmm. yeah. where do you go from there, though? Ooh. Yeah, where do you go? <laughs> or it, compared to you know probably all the other artists who feel like they were stiffed, probably right. weren't very nice to her, you know. You know the real tragedy of the night, you know that spinach in Nick Jonas's teeth. <laughs> oh. I mean, that was. I mean, hear about that. Oh, no. Kevin and Joe did him dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> they purposely didn't tell him that he had it. <laughs> I did not hear about that. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Who is you guys' uh, favorite performance at the Grammys? Well, I'm, I'm going to take Steve, one for the yeah, team. And <laughs> you guys tell me, what was my favorite performance of the Grammys? Did, 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 did Hamilton? Or did not Jonas Ham Brothers uh, play? No, no, no. The Jonas Brothers uh, did play. They called? did play, so they're probably the Jonas probably. Brothers. It was the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh. I'm a huge Jonas Brothers fan, along with my fiance Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think any of us, uh, the rest of us saw any of the performances. Yeah, Shame on nice. us, I guess. <laughs> 
So would you say that you were the inspiration for the Jonas Brothers cover? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. And the look of this guy. I mean, we're on the radio, so you can't really right. see him. <laughs> yeah, but definitely <laughs> Jonas Brothers literally. vibes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny story about that Jonas Brothers cover. We waited until midnight until that song came out, and we were like, you know what? We should record a cover of this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, we were on. We were in the studio recording our last album, uh-huh. and we were like, kind of playing with the idea. We were like, "Should we do a cover?" It's been a while since we've done anything. This is gonna take a while, and we were and we knew there was coming out, so we waited there until midnight with our producer, and we watched it. And we're like, "All right, it's tight. Let's let's come up with something right now." <laughs> so and then we you, start recording. We were already yeah. planning out the cover before you had heard. Yeah, the song. yeah. yeah. We, we heard, heard a video with it too. Yeah, we got a video. <laughs> yeah. It was all done at the basically the same time, and we were like, "All right." Let's do this real quick, and then we're gonna go ahead go. and we're, we we basically like try to arrange it kind of on the spot. We had like three days. You know, so. we definitely I think we accounted for like fifty percent of their entire streams in a twenty four hour period. Yeah. Just <laughs> learning that song. It was definitely you guys. <laughs> we'll take yeah. the credit. You guys ever play that cover live now, or is that just uh, like you learned it in a day, you'd never come back to it? We, we did. Well, we played it at our album release yeah. show back we in did. June. Yeah. That was a surprise, though. Because, like, I don't think we were planning on doing it. No, we weren't. And then, so, you, like, a bunch of people asking were asking us. It, yeah. So we're like, yeah, okay. we probably should. So we ended up doing it, but not telling anyone, anyone ahead of time. And, yeah, ended up doing it. But, we, yeah, you're right. We, we did just learn it. Like, Nick and I, the next day, went to record it in the studio. So, like, I didn't have anything memorized. <laughs> so I, like, when when it came to that show, yeah, we definitely had to, like, retune everything. Yeah, we were know? like, oh, crap, how do we play this? <laughs> I could. I don't even think I could play it right now if I try to remember. It's funny. No, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, well, how it goes. But. What's, the, uh, what's the group consensus on who the, the best Jonas brother is? Oh, oh it's got to be Nick. Yeah, I got to say. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Joe fan. Joe fan? Say. Okay. So, speaking of the Jonas brothers here, we played them at a show. Like, we covered their, their music. Yeah. And so, each of... Not each one of us. He was Nick. I was Joe, so thank you for the Joe. Uh, and you were <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, there, there, there. I, I was terrible. So Frankie. I'm a little biased. <laughs> no, I like Joe. He's pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm hearing Nick and Joe. No respect for Kevin. Sorry, not Kevin. A, not a, no, sorry. Oh, poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> poor Kevin. Kevin is the Ringo of the Jonas Brothers. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do Ringo dirty like that. <laughs> the world did him dirty. Oh, okay. That, oh. So that song you guys just performed yeah. has a very high concept and high quality music video as well as a lot of the songs off that album do you want to talk a little bit about that process and how you were able to write and film these like such detailed videos yeah i think a lot of as far as like the videos go we we spent a lot of time just trying to think about first first of all we had to pick which ones we wanted to do so as we were like writing all this stuff and arranging everything we're thinking okay in the future what are are we going to do what are we going to which songs are we going to pick and then we kind of just like, while we were talking through them, I think we're just inspired to write these like stories for these music videos. And then of course we worked with Austin Banton and his brother Nick really closely on these concepts. And they just did a phenomenal job capturing the emotion of like all the videos. Like it was just such a cool process. That was by far like my favorite music videos that we've done so far so. yeah the uh the last one for open heart that last song we played tony was basically just like bro guys i got <laughs> i got this vision okay and he basically just wrote it all out and we're like i want this and our guys were like okay let's make it happen and we did it and it's yeah. i wish we had a behind the scenes because it's there's the right the intro of the video it's all one shot and it was the first thing we did and it was the longest thing ever but basically the camera goes around 
Tony does some rap, and then he, you know, while the chorus happens, the camera kind of turns around the piano and then comes back and looks like where it was. So basically, it's like a 360, except like looking in the circle. So it does a circle, and as it turns back around, there's a crowd of people. And so the whole time, what's actually happening behind the scenes is that all these people are running behind the camera, <laughs> and then they all get lined up, and then we're carrying a, a ladder yeah. so we can put the ladder down, and the camera guy can go up on it, then pick up the other camera. And it's it like was a, it's crazy. A, it's insane. So I wish we don't have it behind. The I screen. know it's it looks great. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really cool shoot, yeah. especially because like it was it was outside, and the tone of the the song of Open Heart like starts off kind of like I don't want to say like pessimistic, but it's like real. It's like here's what's wrong, and then by the end of it, it's all about love and about all about like understanding and stuff like that. And that's exactly what happened on that shoot because like it was super cloudy and like I don't know sad I guess I don't know. And then by the end of the the video where it's supposed to be like love and everything, it, it was sunny. It was like it was yeah. crazy how it worked. It worked out. No planning for that. And then we got sunburnt. And then we got sunburnt. <laughs> and we were like almost as red as our uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How'd you uh, how'd you get a piano into the middle of a parking lot? <laughs> it was just there. No. I'm just <laughs> So Steve, why don't you talk about how you what you did to your piano? Yeah, so we uh, we found an old piano, and pianos are really heavy, so they don't really work well on tour and like taking to venues. So we had to completely gut the piano, took all of the insides out of it, and completely stripped it down, and we use a digital piano inside of it. So yeah, with a lot of uh, with a lot of manpower to move those, it just takes like three or four people to move this yeah. piano, but still we get it in place, <laughs> and we uh, we bring it everywhere we go. Did you guys do the red and white paint job yourselves? Yeah, uh, the whole thing was Steve, yeah, really. Yeah. He's, he's like, like he, said, he said we, but it was really <laughs> yeah. it was just all Steve. Yeah. He did all of it. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of time spent in a garage and it, cold. <laughs> it also needs piano, a little bit of a touch up because we run on the top of. The yeah, I was gonna much, say so. he gets so nervous because like during our performances we run around right, so sometimes Nick and I stand on top of it and he's like, "Don't step on the edge of it. Don't step on the edge." I was like, "I know it's Steve. It's a little unstable." I said this. <laughs> I'm not responsible for any liability. <laughs> <laughs> we all signed the waiver. <laughs> and then for songs like Wasted Time and yeah. Honest, you use like office spaces and <laughs> pretty uh, detailed stuff. Remax first there. office spaces. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a realtor there. And uh, Tony also works there as a receptionist. So for Honest, that's at the St. Clair Shores location <laughs> where the, the little cubicle scenes are at. And then the entirety of wasted time is spent at my office, the Clinton office, and it was the it was the longest if Walls could talk events to ever happen. Seriously, it was sixteen hours. Yeah, we I got filming. so sick after that. Yeah, we, started we, at 3 we weren't on a expecting. And got home at like six a.m. Monday morning. Well, yeah, and yeah, then we and then agents it. started showing up in the office yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while we were like cleaning up everything. But if you crazy. watch watch the video, you'll understand why. We, basically just destroy we trash the office it's, and it's not as it seems yeah we, we there's uh there's confetti and like that cleaning that up takes an hour by itself it was it was amazing pro, pro tip if you have a popcorn ceiling you don't want to spray confetti <laughs> all over the popcorn all ceiling. On the ceiling. <laughs> so you just you just call up your boss one day yeah we need the office about 16 hours we we'll <laughs> confetti everywhere don't worry we'll clean it or, up. or you ask for forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> no reason, no reason. Or you're related to the <laughs> owner. I basically uh, made, I made a deal where I was like with the broker. I was like, listen, if we can use it, you can be the first one to see it. And he's like, well, <laughs> sure. And then I showed it to him, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how I still have a job. <laughs> 
literally poured like, coffee on well, the table. We, we cleaned all up. Works out. You know, people came in nine o'clock in the morning and they didn't know a thing happened. It was it was fun. <laughs> Where else did confetti come from? Like, are they still finding it? There is no. I think. Well, what ended up happening is that they're ceiling fans, and <laughs> <laughs> we didn't check the ceiling fans oh, when we no. cleaned it. So one day they turned the ceiling fans on, and they got rained with confetti. And it was like months later because yeah, it was like it was like winter when we recorded this. It I was got like a message from later. someone. They're like, "Why is there confetti on the fans?" And I was like, "Uh oh." The are asking. I totally forgot about that. So. They got a little surprise. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Bottom line, we have a lot of fun with our music videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was an absolute blast. Well, if you guys want to do another song right now, you can. Go ahead. All right, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Oh, our pleasure. We're still here on the basement, WDBM, talking to If Wells Could Talk. 
Now, you guys have been kind of on tour on and off this whole month. You guys played New York last week? Yep, we oh, played yeah. uh, New York City, played Scranton, Grand Rapids. Uh, we have Lansing coming up next uh, two weeks <laughs> on the 15th. Yeah. We played Detroit. We have another Detroit show uh, doing the 10-year fanfare this weekend. There was Toledo. So, yeah, there's <laughs> quite a few. Yeah, so what's been kind of... Maybe not your favorite show, but your favorite moment of this whole tour. Just Ooh. I loved Grand Rapids. Yeah, like, Grand Rapids was really was it was just unexpected, you know. When yeah. you go to a city that you're not from and you actually get you know, you get a lot of people who are like, We really liked you guys and you end up meeting a lot of new fans and a lot of them are loving it and you even see some like mouthing some of the words. Mm-hmm. It's just it's 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 a really good feeling to know like, okay, we're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Like Especially when they've never heard us before and they're like singing along to the chorus. Like that's like spooky to me. Like that's so <laughs> cool that they're like listening and like trying to remember it and then trying to sing along too. Like it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that New York City was probably my favorite moment just altogether. Yeah. Um, especially the show. It was great to see our New York City based turnout. And it was, again, just great to see uh, see all the fans, again, singing the lyrics back. And we're in the middle of Manhattan. And yeah. so yeah. it's a really New cool York's experience. Yeah, always so much fun. I love going there. Yeah. And to top it all off, we, we did a full uh, vinyl pressing session at least of all studios in Brooklyn uh, the morning of our show. So we pressed, what was it like? 26, uh, yeah, 26 okay. individual vinyl records uh, for fans that pre-ordered with them. So that was a really okay. cool experience. So you talked a lot about like your lyrics meaning a lot to you guys, which mm-hmm. makes sense. So when you guys are writing, do you mainly write around your lyrics? Do you write around specialty instruments? Like how do you conceptualize these songs? Right. So usually how it how it works is one of us will have an idea for a song, right? Have this like concept. And a lot of the times what happens is like, so on this last album, we had 13 tracks. So I wrote like 11 of them. And I usually write on like keys or on ukulele. And so I'll come up with some idea, fiddle around with it. Or sometimes I'll take it to Logic, you know, and like mess around with it, which for those who know Logic, it's like garage band. (laughs) But uh, and then mess around with it, put some instruments in it, take it to the band. And they're like, understand it and get this really cool feeling for it and arrange it in a way that makes it the best way that it's possible. We always make this this thing where we're going to try to make the the songs the best way that that is possible for them. So like you heard Nick sing in that last song and he brought that song that was Nick's song. He wrote that. And he brought it to the table and and I was like Nick do you want to sing this song? Like it's it's yours. Like, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." <laughs> so it's it's kind of like we're we're really like collaborative as far as like trying to get the emotion across, mm-hmm. and and making it as much of a full song as possible. Yeah. So you guys are lucky enough to be able to have just like every member of the band, great voice. You guys can do all these harmonies. How do you arrange those? How do you plan all of that out? Ooh, it's built into rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, a lot of an hour every rehearsal spent to vocals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you guys doing some of the classic yeah. vocal warm-ups yeah. earlier. Yeah. So I went to I went to school, Northwest Indiana, a uh, school called Valparaiso. And so, yeah, that was my primary instrument. I went for, for voice. And we'd always do, like, these certain warm-ups. And those three just stuck with me. Like, I knew mm-hmm. if I had these three warm-ups, if I did them every time... I'd be set, you know. So I always do those at a time. The whole band does. 
Yeah. On the topic of warm-ups, is there any, like, special traditions you guys have before shows? It's typically a huddle. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, before we go on stage, we do a big huddle. And we like hype ourselves up, be like, "Hey, it's gonna Big be amazing!" Vibes. And then we get on stage, and we have just a, all the energy in the world. Um, we have a post-show <laughs> tradition that's not really set in stone, but we just always go to Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> After this, we're going. To yeah. Taco. We're going to Taco. What are your orders? <laughs> oh boy, same question. Oh yeah. All right. So Steve, would you like to start? Uh, for me lately, it's been a power bowl, but nacho oh. fries are back. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. they're back. That changes things quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, the nacho fries are, are a must now. I always get either two bean burritos made fresco or a mm. black bean crunch wrap made fresco. Ooh. Yeah. I've dabbled around in a few things, but <laughs> I've you seen dabbled my share. the menu. <laughs> but my, like, my favorite thing to get is the cheesy potato griller. Oh. I love getting that. Lately, I've been going for what Nick's. I'll have what he's having, um, but no, yeah, typically, yeah, chicken quesarito. Why does that? Why does that reference come up again? I'll have what he's having, um, but yeah, either uh, chicken quesarito, crunch wrap supreme. I like the fresco mm. stuff now. Yeah, fresco. I'm very simple with my orders. I like chicken soft, soft shell tacos. Wow. By simple, by simple, do you mean picky? Picky and simple. Yeah, one and the same. I'm a Dorito Loco guy myself. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. You, unexpectedly kind of great. I don't know. They're onto something. <laughs> I love the nacho fries. They're I like, like my favorite things. Seriously. I do like a, I call it a three course meal. So off of the dollar menu, I will get a <laughs> cheesy roll up, one of their chicken, like uh, a quesadilla, and then I'll get the Cinnabon Delights. Ooh. Oh my God. Wow. It's perfect. It. It's perfect. Have you guys had the, the Skittles Slurpee thing? Oh, no. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. It's so sugary, but it's, it's like, amazing. <laughs> so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> Like, I can probably handle, like, one a year, but it's so <laughs> good. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, d- your dentist would not recommend it. <laughs> so, now we know your fast food preference, but when you're on the road driving to New York or whatever, what's your go-to gas station snack? Oh. oh man. Chex Mix. Same. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else have one? Man. Pretzels. Yeah, pretzels is really because it's really more more or less an Aldi trip because it's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's Aldi, it's almost always pretzels and veggie straws. Kettle chips. I really like the. uh, Oh yeah, those are good. Kettle chips. chips. The uh, uh, what are they? Salt and vinegar kettle chips are so delicious. That that would be mine. Sour candy. Oh yeah, it's my uh, it's my weakness. Steve Steve (laughs) always gets the the sweet stuff. Yeah, it's funny. Tour is really just a lot of like driving and then stopping at places like rest stops and uh, gas stations yeah. <laughs> and, and eating whatever you can find and obviously then playing shows <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh yeah I'm not to minimize that. that part it's that, that's the best part of tour yeah, no, yeah definitely the skateboarding through i think that was new jersey a couple of times oh yeah yeah we, we have some fun yeah. but we played monopoly as a band for the first time oh how did that go oh, well, we're, we're still, still standing yeah. so we're still together Zach this is our last performance. Zach won. We're going to try Mario Just Party next. Yeah, we're going to try Mario Party yeah. next. We're really going to test our Mario s- friendship. Party? Yeah. What, 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 other, what other band bonding activities do you guys have? Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, it's just funny because we spend so much time together not, like, doing anything fun. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've done we'll sleepovers. Yeah, every now and then we've, we've done, like, a time where we just all, like, just hang out, you know, and, like, Jackbox. we'll play Jackbox yeah. and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's fun. That Which is fun. one is it? The one that. with a uh, quiplash? 
Oh, that's no. the best one. That that I see. I think the fifth one's the best one that has the rap I'm battle. Like, yes, and oh. it has support this. It has the Shark <laughs> Tank one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the invention called. game. Yeah. So we haven't played that one together. Yet. Last time, it was the only one we had was was Jackbox Four. That was and that was the first Jackbox we ever had. So who's mm. who's the best at the rap one? Who's the master MC? Oh, oh, so, oh Steve know. thinks oh, he is. is. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know if I've ever played it. That one really? Yeah. Oh, so so we have a test now that we have to complete. Slumber party. So yeah, that's yeah. I can't think of anything else that we do. <laughs> oh, we, we love to we, rehearse. We play a lot oh, of music that's... together. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of music together, and then we'll jam every now and then, just have some fun. I guess one of our bonding things is Taco Bell. That's what this is true. That is very yeah, true. full circle. We drive. There we go. <laughs> we yell at each other and drive. <laughs> All right. Well, no, not too bad. If you guys want to do one final song, heck yeah, let's do it. This one's called Static. I can't take you seriously anymore 
Awesome. Thank you so much for dropping by the studio. Yeah, thank you for having us, That was us, great, man. guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was If Walls Could Talk, and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.